Jimmy and Annette, and we are coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country, and this is our podcast, which we call Living Up in a Down World, and we are excited to be with you today. We hope you've been encouraged and had an amazing week. It's been a week since we've been with you, and so thank you for coming back. And tell your friends about us. We'd love for others to hear about this podcast, and we want to help people make faith real for the rest of us, making faith real for real life. Hey, Annette, how are you doing? I'm doing great. By the way, I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you more. Uh-oh. We're going to go down that rabbit trail. <laughs> <laughs> this could get long. All right. So thanks for joining us. We have a topic today we want to get into, and we're actually two things we want to share. First of all, we want to share, we want to peel back the layer of our life. You know, part of what we wanted to do with the podcast was let you see the real us so that you get to know who we are, because we're real people just like you, even though... We pastor a church. I've been a senior pastor for many years, been in ministry 38 years, but we're also real people. I mean, we, we do life just like you do, and we hear God the same way you do, and and uh, we read our Bibles just like you do. I mean, we do life like you, and so we want to bring something up and actually just ask uh, for our listeners to say a prayer for our daughter her name is Faith. We told her story in episode, a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. I think episode four. Yeah, maybe. we were blessed to adopt her from birth mm-hmm. in such a miracle story. And uh, she's 22 years old now. She works with us at the church. She does all of our dig- all things digital is what she does because at 22 years of age, and she went to college, went to school for in for digital art and mm. digital world. So, I mean, they know that world way better oh, than we do. Oh, my goodness, does she ever. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, she's had her tough go, hasn't she? The last six months has been tough. She's been constantly ill. We've been in and out of the hospital, um, emergency room, doctors trying to figure out what's wrong. Started with the UTI, and then it just kind of went from there, and... Finally, finally today, she had a kidney stone removed. They figured that out a few weeks ago and had it removed, and she's got a stent put in her right now for a week. And uh, she's at home recovering. She's The doctor, I think, was surprised that he was able to get it. Yeah. And uh, But it's been tough, and we're praying that this was what we've been praying for, was that this is the... The problem, and that there's not anything else that's mm-hmm. underlying, and so, yeah. um, but it's been rough. Six months of yeah. in and out of the hospital. Yeah, I've lost count of how many ER room visits mm-hmm. we've made, and, and walk-in clinics, and seeing her primary care doctor, mm-hmm. and and so it's been a tough go for her. And uh, we have great hope right now. Mm-hmm. Although she did text just a few minutes ago, and she said recovery sucks. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> She's in a lot, lot of pain. A lot oh, of pain. A lot of pain. Yeah. So uh, we asked her, her boyfriend, her bae, uh, Brandon. <laughs> you know, how what's her pain level? He said seven. Yeah. We're like, oh. Well, and she has a very high tolerance for pain, yeah. more than most people so I her know. her seven would be like my 11, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Poor thing. So would you say a prayer for her and for her recovery? We just want it to that, be quick. Yeah, and that final. we're done with this. Yes. Finally get this 
get this taken care of. We mm-hmm. we just so appreciate it and appreciate you. Well, the thing we want to talk about is what most churches do not talk about hardly ever these days, it seems like. Doesn't make sense. And what's the topic, Annette? Heaven. Heaven. <laughs> Heaven, I know, like, right? And it's interesting because <clears throat> when, I, when I first started studying and I was going to share this, mm-hmm. um, I thought, I don't know if anybody's going to be interested in this. Mm-hmm. You know, no one talks about it. We're so consumed with what's going on in our lives right now. Right. I mean, we are inundated with mm-hmm. information. The phones we carry in our hand packs mm-hmm. more information than than buildings full of the original computers, right. you know, back in the day. And we have the world in the palm of our hand, literally, access to the world, news. I mean, we're just barraged and besieged with all kinds of news, mostly bad. And, uh, and fake, mostly yeah, and fake. Fake, yeah, Hello. fake, and like you can't trust it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and yet we're just consumed. And I'm like anyone else. When my phone vibrates, I'm just immediately. You're the first one to look at it. It's a reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I react just like everybody else. And I, we're not here to bash phones. I'm thankful for technology and thankful that we've got this stuff. I'm just talking about the fact that we're so consumed with the present, what's going on under our nose, mm-hmm. what's going on right in front of us in our life, that we don't think out anymore. We don't well, think ahead. It's funny. You mentioned, someone asked you what you were going to preach on, what's your next series, and you said heaven. And they oh, okay. <laughs> and I, when you told me excited. that, I was like, oh. But then he was one of the first ones to come up to you and say, oh, my goodness, I have never heard it preached like this. And so I think the way you're preaching it is um, wonderful. It's very enlightening. Thank you, baby girl. I've had many aha moments, um, especially yesterday. It was an aha moment just hearing some of the scripture that I've read over and over and over all my life, but in a different context and with the mindset of heaven. It changes everything. So let's give a little context. And I do want to land on that because I think that is something that would be very helpful for our listeners. I think it may be an aha moment for you. Um, But I want to go back a little bit. And and how did we even start thinking about this? Do you remember what prompted it? Well, Adam Curry went on... Joe Rogan's show, mm-hmm. and he talked about... The Joe Rogan experience. Oh, okay. The Joe Rogan experience. And he talked about his salvation and what, mm-hmm. what happened, what incurred there. And it made us start to really process what he said, which was he had to look for evidence, basically, mm-hmm. to see if it was real. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're looking for evidence to see if it's real... You're going to find that evidence, mm-hmm. and which he did, and now he is a true believer. And yeah. I love one of the things that he said, what marks a Christian or what marks Christianity is love. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, that was yes. huge. But it, yeah. you can't think about heaven without thinking about salvation first. Yeah. Salvation's yeah. got to come before that. Right. I mean, you can think about heaven but it's not going to be real to you unless yeah. you're saved. So you're using a term, salvation, mm-hmm. which is a churchy term. Mm-hmm. We call it Christianese. Yes. Churchianity. Mm-hmm. And so there may be some of our listeners that don't know what salvation is. What right. does that even mean? What, what does that term mean? Mm-hmm. It, it means believing. Yeah, there believing you go. Believing in yeah. what Christ did for us on the cross. Yeah. He redeemed our lives. We don't have to live a life of sin. We don't have to um, sacrifice for our sins anymore. We just believe he forgave. It's done. I love that. 
for me, it was a 19 year old, well, really 18 years of age mm-hmm. when I prayed. And, and basically, I, I believed, then I received mm-hmm. Jesus into my heart, my life, and then I started to become. Right. Now so you're those, living those three it out. Pieces, um, in fact, I'll give you the scripture. I think it really helps. And it's um, John chapter one verse twelve. So for those of you who are who are examining Christianity or you're looking at Christianity, going, okay, I may be open to this, but where do I start? Well, mm-hmm. I want to show you something out of the book of John in the New Testament, out of chapter one verse twelve. Listen to this verse. Yet to all who did receive him, who's him? That's Jesus. Jesus. Receive him to those who believed in his name. Mm-hmm. He gave the right. To become children, children of, God. of God. Love that. And so how do you become a child of God or mm-hmm. become part of the family of God? Well, it's very simple. Actually, you believe, mm-hmm. you receive, mm-hmm. and you become. Right. It's that simple. And sometimes it gets complicated or we present it in a way that's so complicated. And mm-hmm. I've always taken the KISS philosophy, keep mm-hmm. it simple, saint. Well, and for Adam, he had to have evidence. Not everybody has to. I did not... I was too young to think I needed evidence. I just believed. I was just one of those. Mm-hmm. Just like now, so many yeah. people believe the news, and it's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's mm-hmm. fake. Sorry. That's no just doubt. what I feel. But, you know, the thing is, is I didn't need the evidence back then. I was then beginning to be taught about right. Christ and believed. But for Adam, 58 years of age, and he's like, okay, I've, I got to I got to. T- Check this out. I've well, got he a, said he he said I'm gonna, I'm going to examine mm-hmm. the the biggest conspiracy theory, theory. ever. Yes, God. Yes, which <laughs> is what a, Lee Strobel did. Exactly. That's where I was going yes, with that. Yes. Yes. Go there. So uh, Lee Strobel was a, a Chicago Tribune journalist. He headed the the law and legal department there, and he was an investigative journalist. He also was was a an angry atheist. He had father wounds. He had things that had mm-hmm. happened in his past with his father that caused him a lot of bitterness and anger. And he moved into a place in his life where I will only believe what can be proven. I, right. I will only believe what I can touch. And his see, father, feel. apparently his father and mother were Christians. Mm-hmm. And so he walked away from that as soon as he came of age and left right left home mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to do the opposite of what my dad exactly. has done because yeah. of those father wounds, yeah, which those, so many of us oh, do so that. Many. And, and we'll come back to that because yeah. it's important. Yeah, I think it is. So Lee uh, set out to uh, to literally, as a, as a journalist, an investigative journalist, mm-hmm. uh, disprove. To disprove Christianity, mm-hmm. but primarily to disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. And the reason he, what sent him on that journey is that their daughter had a near a near-death experience. I mean, she choked in a restaurant. A woman helped her who happened to be a, a nurse at Mercy Hospital in Chicago and kind of did the Heimlich thing, you know, the patter on the back and, and dislodged it. But anyway, what it did for for uh, Lee's wife, she thanked the lady and the lady, you know, she said, thank you, ma'am, thank you. She said, well, it's not me, it's God. Because mm-hmm. I was going to go eat somewhere else and I felt... I felt God led me to come here tonight, mm-hmm. and now I know why I'm here. Well, that shook her up because they were both atheists. Mm-hmm. However, she began to realize, I think something bigger happened, mm-hmm. and that's why she was here. And she began to explore. So she went and thanked the nurse at the hospital, and 
ended up going to church yes. with her at Willow Creek back in the day when they were meeting mm-hmm. in a theater. And then she ultimately comes to faith. She yes. comes to believe. And boy, Lee was upset. Oh, it blows her his mind. Yes. He is angry. He mm-hmm. goes and gets drunk, and he's just... He's railing against Christianity, mm-hmm. and he's angry with his wife, and he's mm-hmm. angry at a God he says he doesn't believe. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's right? just mad. And so the movie, a great movie called The Case for Christ, would encourage Amazon you to watch Prime. that. Great. Yeah, we watched it yesterday. It yeah, was I will amazing. watch that again. Yes. And it's full of great research mm-hmm. and proof. Proof. If you're somebody who needs proof, mm-hmm. you need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And so, long story short, um, we we were just touched by that. But he also did another movie more recently. Now, this was a movie. He did a documentary called The Case for Heaven. Mm-hmm. Same guy, Lee Strobel, who said, I'm going to get in and I'm going to research this. I'm going to study this from a journalist perspective, mm-hmm. from an investigative perspective. And he came out with this book, The Case for Heaven, and then they did a documentary on it. Beautiful documentary. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that blended with... Um, I'm a pastor. We have a congregation that's multi-generational. We have young, we have middle, we have old. And I've done a lot of funerals lately. In fact, I've got another one coming up this week. And so it has gotten me thinking. Mm -hmm. It's informed everything you're doing right now. Absolutely. Thinking about heaven, thinking Mm -hmm. about what, what, what happens after this. Most people's image of heaven is is. Sylvester the cat from the Looney Tunes mm-hmm. sitting on a cloud, strumming a, a harp with angel wings and a halo, and it's just comical. And that informed a lot of our image of heaven our growing cartoons. up. Yes. Or, or what's the classic Christian? Uh, it's a Christmas wonderful movie. life. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie where you know every time a a bell rings, an mm-hmm. angel gets its wings, and and the, it's just it's hokey and corny and sweet and nostalgic for Christmas. But it's a terrible, unbiblical view of heaven. Right, it is. So I too began my own study. I begin, and here's what I, one thing I found out that you may find interesting. Did you know what heaven is referenced more than seven hundred times in the Bible? Wow, seven hundred, and yet we don't even think about it anymore because we're so consumed by the present. We're right. so distracted. Well, and we're we're you're teaching people how to live this life. This it this live up in a down world mm-hmm. because it's a it's a crazy world. So you're you're giving instruction through you know through the word of God on how to live, but there's got to come to a point where you got to well what are we living for? Mm-hmm. We're not just living so that we can see Jesus face to face, but what what are we going to be doing? Yeah. Are we just going to be standing there? Are we going to be sitting are on, we a cloud? on a cloud? I mean, what are we going to be doing? Torture. And you opened up the word of God in such a way that like I said scriptures I had read all my life just literally came off the page. Thank you, babe. One of the things that I felt like the Lord showed me while I was studying this, and, and as I begin to share, I've done two two messages on this, is that when we live our lives with heaven in view, mm-hmm. and we truly believe, we're confident that we're, that we're going there, and that it's amazing. Right. When we have a biblical view, not a biblical worldview, but a biblical view of heaven, mm-hmm. all of a sudden we begin to live with heaven in view, and now it makes this life all the more sweeter. Right. It, and it also begins to minimize the pain, pain and suffering. Death. Well, the pain of suffering in this life now. Right, that's true. It's helping me see beyond that to say, mm-hmm. wait, we've already won the game. Right. I mean, we, we already win. 
to to live on this earth mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. It's a win. But to die and to, for our bodies to die, our spirit never dies, mm-hmm. but for our bodies to pass, it's a graduation. It's actually a promotion, a transition mm-hmm. into a higher level of living. And the Bible is filled with information right. of what that is going to look like. Well, and, and that's what we're exploring. A lot of people think, you know, who don't know Christ, they think when they die, everything just goes black and that's oh, it. Oh my gosh. They have right. no concept of why. Nothingness. And what is going to happen right. while we live for Christ? Because we have a hope, exactly, and we get to go to the new place. Because God says He's we're going to He's going to make everything new, yeah, new heavens and a new earth. Interesting enough, twenty first century Christians think very little about heaven, mm-hmm. and yet first century Christians that was all they thought about. Why is that? <clears throat> well, partly because Jesus had just ascended to be, go to be with the Father, so it was all very fresh. And they were also under the hammer and rule of Rome. Rome, yeah. Rome had a heavy hand. <clears throat> they were persecuted. They were crucified, sometimes by the dozens. They were killing them, chasing them down. They were trying to eradicate mm-hmm. these followers of the way. And because the heavy hand of Rome was on them so bad, they had to have something to live for that was beyond the moment. That's true. And look at the way we live. We have access to everything. It's, it's been said, and I, I did mention this, uh, that in the heart of every person is a God-shaped vacuum mm-hmm. that only God himself will fill. We've been created in what in, is in Latin, the Imago Dei, which is the image of God. And the only thing that will fill that God-shaped vacuum in our heart, in our soul, in our life is God himself. And look what we do, even as Christians who know Christ, we still get sucked into this world and think we have to have every thing the world has because, you know, we've got to have it. It's going to fill that void. And we get it and we go, no. So we look for something else and something else. We're not, unbelievers are not the only ones who do that. Christians do that all the time. That's right. You know, it reminds me of a conversation we had about your dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about his story, because I think that's really interesting take that even though he did get to go to heaven, but he missed out on the life that was here. Right. Yeah, by the time I came to life, my parents, uh, there was about 13 years difference um, between my sister and I. And my dad and mom were pretty much set in their ways, and he was an alcoholic and a very disturbed man. I'll just put it that way. Very, very disturbed. Lived a disturbed life, very negative life. And I I was under, you know... um, a roof of someone who was very abusive to my mom, to myself. My sister, uh, by the time I could realize how how abused my sister was, she had already moved on and had just shared with me what had happened to her in her childhood with him. But it was pretty, it, it was alarming, very alarming. And then, but by the time I was 10 years of age, I had a boyfriend that invited me to church, went to church with him. His parents, his, his dad was the pastor. And I began, I got introduced to Jesus. And I wanted to be at church every time the doors opened because I was getting that vacuum filled. I mean, I, it was just like, I felt love like I had never felt. But my dad was angry mm-hmm. every time. I don't even know why. He was hardly home But I guess when he was home, which typically was a Sunday, Sunday night, he was so upset 
that I chose to go to church. I mean, I'm 10 years old. Why would you be upset? Most parents wouldn't be, but no, he was. And so for for a while I went every time the doors opened, and then there got to be a point where he said, no more, not even allowed to go. You can go on a Sunday morning, that's it. He was so angry. And what I realized later on in life, something had to have happened to him when he was young right? that informed the way he behaved towards our family. Don't know what it is. He's passed. My mom's passed. My sister has passed. I'm the only one um, in the family that's still around, and I don't have anyone to ask. But something happened. But what I do know about my dad is he tried to fill it, fill his void with things. I remember when the first, I mean, this is kind of dating me, but when the first microwave came out, and it was it was a big microwave, my dad had to have it. The best cars, the best clothes, the best everything. He never could fill that. And then two weeks before he died, he's in our home watching TV. My brother-in-law is a pastor as well. We both, my sister and I, my dad didn't have a chance. Both of us married <laughs> pastors. No doubt. Actually, they weren't pastors at the time and became pastors. But he was watching him, and he literally hated him. But once, one day, he got that revelation, I need Jesus, and accepted Jesus. So on his deathbed, he shared that with the family, what happened. It was wonderful. But my whole life, I feel like if he would have just made a decision mm-hmm. earlier, it could have changed our whole life. Yeah. So while we celebrate the decision he made and we're thankful for that, the sad thing is that he missed out. He did. You missed out. Your mm-hmm. family missed out. All of his friends, the people he could have impacted for the kingdom right. missed out. Because he was a good man mm-hmm. out there, just not in the family. Right, yeah. right. And so unfortunately, the, you saw yeah. the dark side, which created for you father wounds. Huge father wounds. Yeah. So when I did come to know Christ, Christ was easy. God was a whole different ballgame yeah. for me because yeah. to me, God meant father. People say, that's your father. I'm like, no, that's not my father. And it was very hard for me to accept God as my father right. because I continually, for years and years and years, compared him to my own father and thought every time I did something wrong, he's going to strike me down. He's going to spank me, spank me with a belt, whatever. And even if I don't do anything wrong, if I look at him wrong, then I just, I was living afraid of God the Father right? until I could get healed from that. There are a lot of people listening to our podcast mm-hmm. right now, and they're, they're relating to that because they're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm good with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's my friend. I'm okay with the Holy Spirit. I may not understand everything, but he's a spirit. He's okay. But this father thing, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm struggling with that. And you're telling me that heaven is so amazing. I get to go spend eternity with, with a dad. <laughs> yeah. And so anyone who's had that, really that dysfunctional and, mm-hmm. and traumatic experience mm-hmm. and a father wound, what it does, it, it it's like a cut in your heart. Mm-hmm. And it's a cut that doesn't heal on its own. Right, right. It, it needs lots of help to do mm-hmm. that. It needs really the power of God to help and, and what, what God can do. And it could even mean counseling for some. Well, and for me, it made me, I literally had to come to terms that there is something I don't know. And that's okay. I don't have to know. But something had to have happened, mm-hmm. and it really changed from my my heart from contempt to compassion. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, so I now I don't live with that hurt from him anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt. I don't. 
I don't really have the emotion yeah. of that anymore. I have sadness for him. Sure, but of I'll, course. And I wish I knew, obviously, but it didn't matter. I could get healed without knowing, and that's that's pretty special that God can heal you without you even knowing. Absolutely. You know, if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, I've had that, I've got that same experience mm-hmm. or a similar experience where I have a difficult time and and the, the temptation is, and, and we do it and we don't even realize it, where we take a template of who our, who our earthly father is, mm-hmm. and we sort of overlay that upon God. Right. Because that's, that's all we know as, in terms of a father figure. Exactly. And we want to we wanna help you understand you've got to separate that. That is, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. The God that, that, that birthed the world, the God who had you born at this period in time, he is a loving father. <laughs> A good father mm-hmm. who who wants uh, to be your father in a healthy, beautiful expression. He wants to be the father you probably have never had exactly. and never will have because exactly. nobody is like God. Remember that hole in our heart, yes. the God-shaped vacuum? Mm-hmm. God as a father wants to fill that mm-hmm. for you and show you what a real father is like. Exactly, And that's why when Jesus would even pray, he would call him Father. father. Abba, Father. And so we want to encourage you in that. So as we continue to talk about heaven, um, if you're interested in hearing more about that and even what Annette was referring to, and you can go to our website at bridgefbg, that's for Fredericksburg, bridgefbg.com. And those sermons are there on that front page. You can just look, scroll down. You'll see the window. It's got all the messages there. In the last two weeks, it's called Heaven in the real world, I'm going to continue this series because we're beginning to unpack not only just the broader piece about heaven, but but what is heaven really like? What are we going to do? I mean, why? Well, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we're going to work. And I actually asked you not <laughs> to say, say that work. on Sunday, only because to me, work means ugh, I'm going to be tired the whole time. <laughs> but you said, Annette, it's a holy work. And I knew that, but I just didn't want... I know. I think about what other people think, right? And so, yeah, it will be a, a, a holy work, and we'll never be tired. It'll be something that we love yeah. to do. So, one of the aha moments uh, that you mentioned. That, oh, yeah. So, I was unpa- unpacking a passage of scripture that talks about the fact that we are we're going to not be spirits that are just floating yes. around. We're actually going to be. We're going to have new bodies. What, what one one version calls I'm so it? So excited about a that glorified body. Oh, I'm not going to have chicken legs. Anymore. I know, and I'm not going to worry about my weight twenty four seven. So we're going to have these amazing, you know, restored bodies. And and the the Bible tells us in some of those seven hundred references about heaven that there will be a new heaven mm-hmm. and a new earth. God will make all, all things, things new. new. Everything that's broken is restored. Everything that's been mm-hmm. lost is recovered. All things will be new, new heaven, new earth. And when we are presented upon this new earth, we will have things to do. And it will be a holy work. And it will be much like what we saw in the garden. I was going to say, Garden of Eden. Eden. So our hearts remember Eden. There's something in us that's innate where we remember. And that's why we think there's got to be something more. And it's because our hearts are remembering Eden. But our spirit... Our spirits long for heaven, mm-hmm. so we got we're, our whole life is bookended by Eden and heaven, mm-hmm. and we're stuck right now in the in between, right. and that's what we're trying to navigate. We're trying to live up in this down world, mm-hmm. and so one of the things I unpacked, and it's super simple, but 
if you've been around Christians at all, you'll hear this term, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And so I'm going to walk by faith and believe God for a job promotion, or I'm going to believe God for our house to sell in a bad market, or I'm going to believe God for... And the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And good grade on my next test if you're a student. Which we've done all of our oh lives. Oh, my gosh. We've quoted that verse forever. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. <clears throat> As I was studying for this and looking at all the different references of heaven, and I, I got into this passage where Paul's talking to these little small churches in Corinth. Uh, in the middle of talking about heaven, in the context mm-hmm. of a conversation where he's telling them, this is what heaven's going to be like. You're not going to be a spirit. You're going to have a body. You're going to have things to do. And he says this, we are confident in verse 8. Yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with, with the, the Lord. Lord. He's saying it's actually going to be better to be with the Lord because mm-hmm. he's a good father than on earth with a bad mm-hmm. father. And then he says this. He says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. I had an aha it's moment. Like, what? Wait a minute. That scripture's talking I've about I've been using heaven? that for other things, which there's layers in scripture, but of I have never, I never, as many times as I've read the book of Corinthians, I have never caught that, that it was about heaven. That so, was So what we're walking revelation. by faith about is that we know in our knower, we mm-hmm. are confident, we believe that we're going to be in heaven, mm-hmm. that, we, that we're going to a better place, mm-hmm. and that when we go there, it's going to be glorious, it's going to be amazing, and we're not going to be disembodied spirits floating around the universe. We'll actually have meaningful work, work that matters, right? and it's, it's going to be amazing. So now I see that scripture for we walk by faith and not by sight, I immediately now I default to, to heaven. that's about heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm walking by faith in confidence about heaven, and that informs the quality of my life mm-hmm. today. Yes. Man, uh, that's rich. Wow. That's it's a, rich. That's a wow moment. It is. It is. And uh, so as we land the plane here, I want to just say to you, if you're struggling, whatever this world is whelming you over or overwhelming you, I want you to know there is a good father, a good father. You may have had a good dad. I had a good father. Uh, my dad was a firefighter. He was the hero figure for me, he raced motorcycles. He was cool. He was the Fonz of our, of our time, <laughs> wow. of our town. And he was cool. I mean, he was a great guy, and he wasn't a follower of Jesus, but he was a good dad. So I had a good example. So for me, Annette, it was really easy for me to lean into mm-hmm. that God's good, and yeah. it, that has informed my life. I'm a very positive person because of that, but not everybody's had that grace. So if that's you, I want to encourage you, Annette and I both want to encourage you, mm-hmm. that there is a loving Heavenly Father who sees you as a son or as a daughter. Mm-hmm. And like the scripture I quoted out of out of John 1, He's simply asking you to do three things. I mean, three things. Believe, receive, and become his mm-hmm. child, yes. his son, his daughter. You can do that. We can help you do that. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you would ever like to contact us, you can go to livingupinadownworld.com. You can leave a comment. You can write us a, a, an email there. You can listen to all the episodes of our of our podcast there. Uh, leave a review. I think I might have said that, but you can. There's a lot of things you can do there to to contact us. We're also on Facebook and 
Twitter and Instagram. I mean, we're easy to find. BridgeFBG.com, livingupinadownworld.com. We'd love to hear from you. I want to say a big thanks to all of our friends who have been listening to our podcast, who have been writing us and encouraging us. We are so thankful. We have to always say a huge thanks to Adam and Tina Curry, yes. who have kind of coached and mentored us mm-hmm. along and uh, have helped us with this podcast. He's been doing all the post production for me. And uh, we just love those guys. Mm-hmm. We want to recommend that you go to, um, you can go to on Fountain, you can go to any of your favorite podcast platforms and li- and listen to Curry and the Keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been doing that one. It's both Adam and Tina together. They're hysterical. Oh my goodness. Very, very funny. When I need a good laugh, I just have to listen to the one of their broadcasts. Yeah. They do theirs every two weeks, and so mm-hmm. they'll have another. But they've got a whole year's worth, so go check them out. And then Adam and John Dvorak do a great uh, informational podcast called um, No Agenda, and they've been doing that for 15 years together, and they, they really unpack the dis and misinformation mm-hmm. that we're getting fed by the media and the government. It's just Thank really you. well done. And it is fast-paced, and it is fascinating and interesting and informative. So I want to recommend those to you and hope that you'll, you'll be encouraged by those. This is Jimmy and Annette. We love you. We want you to live up in a down world. Love you. See you soon. Living up in a down world. Yeah, we're living. Yeah, we're living. Living up in a down world.